You're listening to a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned to hear the rest of your 3CR podcast. Housing for the Aged Action Group, Hague for short, a housing group for older people run by older people. Present Raise the Roof every fourth Wednesday of the month. We advocate for affordable, secure and appropriate housing. So listen up every fourth Wednesday from 6 to 6.30 on 3CR 855 on your AM dial. Uh, that's right, you're listening to the Housing for the Aged Action Show, Action Group Show, Raise the Roof here on 3CR, 8.55am. My name's Shane, uh, I'll be one of your hosts today, and I'm here with my co-host Pam. Hi Shane. Hi Pam. And we are joined by HAG's excellent executive officer, Fiona York, who's going to talk to us about the year at HAG. Hi Shane, hey Pam. Hi. Um... So I thought we might start out, uh, this is a great uh, visual cue that will obviously go nowhere on radio, but we're going to start <laughs> with, um, we've just published the last newsletter for the year, last HAG newsletter. On the cover, there's a great story of one of our staff members, Neshe, uh, with a client who she just housed. Can you tell us a bit about that, that story? Yeah. So the client was living in a caravan park, which was closed. And this is something that we hear a lot about. Um, which is lots of different caravan parks across Victoria closing because the property value goes up and what used to be a place where um, there was low-cost housing well, accommodation for older people is now being shut and people having to move. So this client who, um, Neshe, one of our outreach workers and our um, our former client services manager, April Bragg, was working with, um, needed to get out of the caravan and it wasn't a great place for him to live anyway. He had to go there. Um, he lived there and had to go in the middle of the night, um, you know, to, to a amenities block, it. yeah, oh, to gosh. the showers and stuff. And it wasn't great for him as he was getting older. So Neshe and April managed to get him into a housing which um, he was, was much better for him it was much more accessible you didn't have to wander around in the night trying to get to the toilet etc um, and so they worked with him and found that housing and moved him in earlier this year so I wanted to talk about that because you know often the nature of this show is that we talk about some of the bigger issues that HAG looks at um, but actually the day-to-day work at HAG is, is housing people and mm. that's something that it's important yeah. not to lose sight of so how many how many older people are in secure and affordable housing thanks to HAG over the last year over the last year there's been about 120 people housed um, and all of them have been housed in accessible housing, in housing that's affordable for them. Um, it means they can stay there for as long as they need to and they were all formerly living in um, insecure or unaffordable housing. And so it's amazing too. Yeah. 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 And so it's really a testament to the amazing hard work of all of the outreach workers um, who and the intake workers who spend hours and hours and hours driving around 
Um, it takes at least three face-to-face -face interviews with every single client to get somebody housed. So it's not an easy process um, and it takes a lot of relationship building with housing providers and the Office of Housing as well. So hats off to the team there. Uh, and on top of those clients who were directly housed by HAG, the intake workers also referred many more people mm. to other organisations that would arrange the same sorts of secure and affordable housing for them. Yeah, we have about a thousand people call every year. Um, and of those clients um, may be referred into our own internal outreach workers, but they also, if they're not in our catchment area, they may be referred to other outreach workers. Yeah, well, I can vouch for that because um, I've just put my stepdaughter into assisted Mm -hmm. living and that was through Ina, yeah. one of our, our people. Yeah. You know, she gave me all the advice because I was running around in circles. I was getting nowhere. Yeah. You know, but she gave me the uh, phone number to ring and from there we, we were able to get something for her. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. The system is so complicated. It's mm. really, really hard for people to navigate. And so it does need that intensive kind of, you know, dogged pursuit of, of possibilities exactly. and, you, and you need to have a big picture view. Everybody needs to know all of the different options and that's what makes those sort of face-to-face -face interactions with the cl with the clients really important. Yeah, I guess it can be important as well to mention often people think of public housing as only being for people in crisis or people mm. with very serious uh, personal issues. But HAG's philosophy is about early intervention and it's about uh, assisting people who are in private rental that's, you know, maybe not at a crisis point but is, is fundamentally insecure or not meeting their accessibility needs mm. yes. um, to make sure that they get the housing they need before it becomes a crisis whenever possible. Mm. So, listeners, uh, if you are yourself a, a Victorian over the age of 55 and you're you're looking at your own accommodation and seeing that it's not secure or affordable, uh, we'd love to hear from you and we will give out contact information at the end of the show if you want to get, get in touch and talk about what we might be able to do to help you. Yeah. Um, so this year, sadly, we saw quite a number of staff members leave HAG, but also very happily welcomed a number of new staff members. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, we've had a bit of a staff changeover this year. We've had some people join our retirement housing team, um, expanding to three people. And we've also had some new people join our outreach team and our intake team. And we've got some um, we've got some new staff as well for a new project, which is really exciting, which I might talk a little bit about later. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's been a lot of turnover. Um, however, I think the philosophy stays the same always, and we will continue to be doing all of the great work. We've got lots of young bilingual workers that have joined us mm -hmm. too, which is really exciting, and it's uh, something that we've actually been trying to do over the last few years, which is increase the number of bilingual staff that we yeah. have. So we've got Turkish speakers and Greek speakers and Italian speakers and Spanish speakers working in the office um, as well as Mandarin and Cantonese. So those languages mean that it's easier for those clients to access services, which is what we want to have. It's important, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, all right. And I just want to say uh, a special thank you to the staff members who did depart this year. So uh, tell me if I'm forgetting someone, yeah. but because sure, surely I will. But uh, this year we're saying say goodbye to Anne Ma, uh, to Crystal, to Tegan, uh, to April. Am I leaving anyone off that list? Jess. To Jess, of course. And did Aoife leave this year? Uh, the, uh, no, Aoife left year last year, late last yeah, year. So yeah, so all people who made great contributions to the organisation uh, and all people who we wish well in their future endeavours. And I guess since I'm in the retirement team, I'd like in particular to welcome our two new staff in that area, um, Fiona and Chris. Uh, it's been great working with them over the last few months. Um, 
Is there anything else that you want to say about the the sort of day-to-day activities in the office? I just wanted to give a shout-out to the work that Gemma's been doing with the Diversity Reference Group. So this year was the first time that we pulled together um, people from culturally diverse backgrounds into a reference group that can help us make sure that our service remains consistently um, culturally appropriate and, and approachable to people. And so that group's been meeting every month for the entire year. They've had input into our procedures and they've had input into the way we communicate with older people in their communities and they've also amazingly been out and about in the communities delivering education to hard to reach people in their own language so they've been on 3CR they've been in doing a bunch of different radio programs as well as face-to-face um, community ed and they've just done a fantastic job and we really love having them around and involved in the organization on a regular basis that's great yeah and mm. one of them's joined our committee too which is fantastic oh, excellent yeah, so that's excellent all right. Well, look, I reckon we might hear a song now and then we'll come back and talk some more about some of the, the broader issues that HAG was dealing with this year. Um, I think we're going to hear, this is just a favourite of mine, Nancy Sinatra and Bang Bang. Looking for a gift for the lefty in your life this Christmas? 3CR has a range of publications, clothing, CDs, wine and other products available online or from the station. New items include the 2019 How to Make Trouble and Influence People Diary, which features a radical event in Australian history for each day of the year, as well as stories and images covering Indigenous Australian resistance, strikes, street art, convict escapes, creative direct action, blockades, protests and occupations. Also available is Fighting for Spaces, Fighting for Our Lives, a collection of essays photographs and first-hand accounts about squatting movements from around the world today. And On The Fly, an anthology which features dozens of stories, poems and songs originally produced by American hobos from the 1870s to the 1940s. Sale of these publications all help keep 3CR on air. For more information or to make a purchase, visit 3cr.org.au forward slash shop. You're listening to Raise the Roof on 3CR. My name's Shane, and I'm here with Pam and Fiona. And Fiona, you mentioned just before that, or sorry, before that we heard Nancy Sinatra and Bang Bang, of course. Um, Fiona, you mentioned earlier that uh, Hag has some new staff working on a new project. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit about what the new project is? Yeah, so um, as you guys probably know, Jeff's been working on the national project for a couple of years, which is about trying to expand the Home at Last concept um, to lots of different states across Victoria. So he's been busily flying all over the place and trying to build up support for the idea that an older person's information hub is needed to help people navigate the system as well as more housing for older people. So as a result of all of that groundwork that he's been doing, the federal government has asked HAG to write the um, Homelessness Action Plan as part of the aged care diversity strategy, which is something that all aged care providers across the country have to do. Um, And so we've got six months to write it. And so because we've got such a short time period, we've employed three new staff to quickly um, consult with as many people as possible from every single state in Victoria, in Australia, and then come up with a plan that um, will recognise the unique issues that older people have around homelessness, and particularly, like you were saying before, at risk of homelessness, so people mm-hmm. that might be struggling in private rental. So that's really exciting. We've got three new people in a new office upstairs just for a short period of time at Ross House. And yeah, we're really looking forward to that exciting work. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that we've often said about 
about Home at Last over the last few years is that older people are reluctant to engage with mainstream homelessness services. Older people who are at risk of homelessness are less likely to rock up at launch or you know, mm. housing choices, whatever it might be. Um, but they're much more likely to be engaged with the aged care system, whether that's through uh, hack services or, or whatever. So this kind of integration could be really important for people right across the country. Yeah, mm. and we're hoping we'll be able to announce something more along those lines in, early in the new year. So Ooh, announcements. Exciting. <laughs> <laughs> well done. The, um, so some of the other things that HAG's worked on this year, well, I guess the most Boring by far was accreditation, maybe not so boring for you. <laughs> it was pretty boring, but it was really important and an amazing, amazing achievement. So, so what does accreditation mean? So it means that all the things that we do on a day-to-day basis, including all of the, um, you know, the boring stuff that no one wants to deal with, which is policies and procedures and governance and finance and all that sort of stuff, is totally up to scratch according to the human services standards. And so part of that stuff is what we've always done anyway, but now we've got an independent person to come in and say, yep, they're doing it according to the standards and that includes things like being welcoming to people, being accessible, having a building that's able to be, you know, used by people and that we have stuff in translated um, languages, rah-rah. So a bunch of they, stuff. They also commented on my posture. They did. The, the accreditors were unhappy with how I sat in the chair, which is fair. <laughs> yeah, they also commented on things like our signs and our toilets and the carpet and all sorts of oh, stuff. So really? it was really, really, really thorough and it was literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of documents that we had to pull together. Well, I must say that you're looking a lot better around the eyes <laughs> and that since it's finished because yeah. you had a heavy, heavy load. It was hectic, yeah. I'm really glad it's over. But now that it's done, we just have to keep it maintained and that's a lot easier than starting from scratch. So. Yeah. 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 So uh, another kind of accreditation that HAG's been working towards is the rainbow tick. Yeah. Uh, and last month, listeners, if you were if you were around, would have heard um, some, some discussion about the rainbow tick and what that means. Can you tell us, Fiona, what is a rainbow tick and why is HAG working on one? So rainbow tick is another form of accreditation which says to the LGBTI community that this organisation is a welcoming place, the staff are trained, that we're going to be sensitive around language and sensitive around, um, you know, the particular needs, particularly for older LGBTI people who may not not only access mainstream services but not access LGBTI services either. Um, so we've been working towards Rainbow Tick by getting our staff trained and reviewing our policies and making sure that certain questions are asked at intake that are sensitive, etc. But what we've found throughout doing this project, which Rebecca, our amazing social work student on placement, has been leading, um, is that there's not very much information about housing issues for older LGBTI people. So what we want to do in 2019 is really expand that work and form a reference group made up of elders from the community to say, what do you know about housing um, options? How's you, what's your current housing situation like? What do you want to have? What's your ideal situation as you get older mm-hmm. in terms of housing? So stay tuned to 3CR and to our website to keep an eye out for details around that. Yeah, I mean, it mm. seems like an area where the aged care sector has been, well, compelled by the by the federal government, but has been much more receptive and interested in in older people's older LGBTI people's issues than than the housing sector has. Mm. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, so, what are some other big things that happened at Hag this year? Um, we've been doing a fair bit of politicking around the place. Um, as you would know, the retirement housing space has been super, super busy. Um, Pam lives in retirement housing, so you know how 
difficult sometimes management can be. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So one of the things that we've been trying to do is get um, an ombudsman up and we were really excited just before the state election this year that two out of the three major parties committed to uh, retirement housing ombudsman. Yeah. Unfortunately, neither Unfortunately, of them was Unfortunately, the one that both, got in didn't get to the, do it. Both of them got completely wiped out. But, uh, <laughs> Never mind, we'll keep trying. <laughs> yeah, but this was a really cool campaign that was part of our partnership with um, two other, or three other organisations and we really, that partnership's been great and that's with Consumer Action Law Centre, Residents of Retirement Villages Victoria and Coda Victoria mm. and they've been fantastic. So we had two big events this year. One was at Parliament House which was launching the retirement housing platform um, and that was a morning tea with your parliamentarian on a super, super hot day. People might remember it was about 100 million degrees and all the scones were melting. Um, <laughs> and then the other one was the complaints to the regulator forum that we had. So how, if you are having issues in your retirement housing, how do you actually resolve them? If there is no ombudsman, what options do we have? Um, and that was held at Ross House in May. So they were both two big events that we had. Can I just say, if you ever get the opportunity to try the scones at Parliament House, they are excellent. <laughs> they truly are. And their sandwiches rock. The, um, yeah, I guess the, the catering is... Is maybe the best thing coming out of Parliament House sometimes. <laughs> a little bit more high class than what we're used to. The um, well, the other big lobbying success, I guess, or at least one of them this year, was the passage of the Residential Tenancies Amendments Bill, or the Residential Tenancies Amendment Act, um, which saw some big improvements that HAG has advocated for over a long period for renters in Victoria, um, in particular around security of tenure, uh, minimum standards for rental properties. Uh, the ability to modify your home or the right to modify your home as you as you age to ensure that you, you have the access requirements that you need, like grab rails and things like that. Mm. Um, if you saw it in the media, you might have thought the only thing changing was that you're allowed to have pets now, which of course is important, but probably not the, the most important thing that came through in that legislation. Uh, it was a big achievement. Um, the... Uh, the upper house MP who cast the deciding vote, uh, Rachel Carling Jenkins, cited Hag's uh, Hag's emails to her about the importance of the bill uh, in support of why she why she wanted to to vote to pass it. Um, unfortunately, uh, it didn't really touch rental affordability, which is still going to be a big thing going forward. And uh, maybe we'll hear some more announcements, and then we'll talk about what uh, the state recent state and upcoming federal election might mean for. Uh, housing affordability. Rumination, 3CR's Rooming House and Homeless Persons Issues Program, featuring information on health and housing services, as well as live local guests, artists and performers from our unsung community. Join us at 12 p.m. on Thursday on 3CR 855 AM. Yay for summer! Summer brings swimming, summer brings picnics in the park, and summer brings the 3CR Summer Wine Fundraiser. Thanks to the support of Small Patch Wine Store in Hawthorne, we're selling 3CR Radical Radio labelled wines for only $15 a bottle. And they're even cheaper by the dozen or half dozen. Perfect as a gift or to fill a raised glass to toast 3CR at those summer festivities. 
Call the station between 9 to 5 on 9419 8377 to order or go to 3cr.org.au shop. Then you can drop into our Fitzroy studios to collect before the 21st of December. Small Patch Wine Store is a 3CR supporter. All right, you're on Raise the Roof uh, here on 3CR, and I'm talking to Fiona from HAG uh, along with Pam about uh, this the year at HAG, what's what's happening in older persons' housing. And you already touched on the state election, mm. but maybe you could talk more a bit more about what the, the recent state election results or what the Labor Party really means for older people's housing and especially public housing in Victoria. Yeah, so um, as everyone probably knows, um, Labor got in by a landslide and there's we have a new housing minister, um, Richard Wynne. So Martin Foley's no longer the housing minister. Um, they did make some announcements prior to the election around public housing. Um, so they said they were going to build a thousand new public housing units, mainly in rural areas. But they're still really committed to the public housing renewal program, which um, we have major concerns about because... The Orwellian-named <laughs> uh, public housing Ren- renewal program. Renewal. It's a euphemism for knocking it over, basically. <laughs> so um, there's been a lot of protests around, particularly Walker Street and Northcote and a couple of other estates because they'll be knocking over that old walk-up style public housing and replacing it with higher rises and also less public space and more and then there'll be a mix of public and private and this is in exchange for 10% increase so across those um, nine housing sites there'll be an increase of 10% which is around 1100 new units which we know we need at least 30,000. Mm. There are there's 80,000 people on the waiting list. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, it's nowhere near enough and we're losing these nine parcels of really prime inner city land like places, handing them over. Handing them over to to the private sector, but it's such a shame because they're so well integrated with public transport and all of the things that we know older people need to be and anyone really need to be able to be in you know healthy in society but exactly yeah. nope that's not to be so unfortunately that's happening um so we'll continue to try and you know prevent that from happening i guess or at least lobby for a better solution um but a new housing minister is a whole new thing we can try you know to talk to him there's also a new aged care minister which gives us an opportunity to raise awareness about issues for older people and housing in the aged care arena. Um, and yeah, there's a, and Martin Foley retains a quality, which we're hoping to work with him around the LGBTI and the cultural diversity work. Um, the Labor government's also committed to a review of the Retirement Villages mm. Act, which we've said for a long time yeah. is, is overdue. So we're looking forward to seeing how how substantial that might be and what improvements we can find for people in that in that area. Yeah, it's something that we've been calling for for ages. So we're hoping it's a, as they say, a root and branch review, yeah. um, not just tinkering around the edges. And it doesn't hurt for anybody to lean on them either because I know um, I, I thought I would never get a voice and I did get a voice with a couple of MPs and uh, it was very, very good. Oh, cool. Was that just yeah. before the election? Yeah, Excellent. yeah, yeah, yeah. So anybody can do it. Did you write to them? them? Or? Uh, yeah, I wrote to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, but pop into their office. I wrote to my local MP for the first time last year and I guess I wasn't totally disappointed by the outcome. (laughs) Yeah, everyone can have a voice. 
Um, well, speaking of everyone getting a voice, we just uh, at the time we're recording this, we've just seen the Labor Party conference. Mm. Um, what's coming out of the, the Federal Labor Party conference in terms of housing? Yeah, so they made a big announcement on the first day um, of the ALP National Conference in Adelaide about affordable housing. And so... It was great to see that affordable housing was being made a major election platform. Yes. As particularly there was a mention of older women, 55-plus women, as Good. being particular in need, which is great, and we're hoping that's because of some of the lobbying work that we've been doing. Great. However, when you look at the detail um, of the uh, policy announcement... Affordable housing is about about the same level as the public housing renewal project, yeah. as, as euphemisms mm. go. It seems like there's not actually going to be that much for our constituents. So it's around... They're targeting people, what they're calling key workers. So people on low incomes like teachers and nurses, etc., who are having to travel big distances to get to work because it's not affordable in the city anymore. That's the pitch. Um, so the it's basically... I don't know if you guys remember the Kevin Rudd era NRAS scheme, the... National um, Rental Affordability Scheme, yep, which was mm. around getting getting developers to build housing and then charging 80% of the yep. market rent. Yeah. Yep. So that's due to expire this year. It was a 10-year thing. And so now this new scheme is basically that again. Um, but it's now 15 years instead of 10 years, and it's still 80% of the market rent. And we know that even at 80% of the market rent, anyone on the pension or Can't new start, that. especially mm. women over 55 on yeah. new start, forget yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, activists in the UK, which is kind of a lot further down the road of, of homelessness being an absolute crisis, uh, mm. even than it is here or in Sydney, um, have been very vocal about what a disaster this idea of affordability at 80% of market mm. rent is yeah. when market rent is so out of control. Yeah. And it mm. should be as we've been saying forever, it should be um, tagged to people's income, not what the market dictates because the market... Well, it should be anyway. public housing. <laughs> That's should be social, public housing. And social housing too, yeah. Shane. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, this, this is just a garbage policy of throwing money at, at private sector and, and big unaccountable community housing organisations to try and solve a problem uh, that is, is entirely produced by the, the government's failure to, to invest in public housing. Yeah, and it's thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And there's Sorry, I think you'll say, I think you mean billions of dollars. Well, billion, it's $6.6 .6 billion, but I mean thousands of dollars per dwelling, which mm. could be going into an asset that's owned by the public for the public. For which the is public, Just yeah. like a public school or a public library. Yeah, why, exactly. why is there no public housing? Yeah. All right, well, look, on that cheery note, it's time for us to wrap up. <gasps> um, really? is, wrap there, is there anything that you're desperate to say about what happened in 2018? No, I think we've done great in 2018. Okay. And I hope everyone's having an awesome Christmas, Boxing Day, dreary. Whatever holidays you <laughs> whatever, celebrate. Whatever day you're having today. The, um, well, and we would like to say if you need to be housed in 2019, uh, please get in touch with HAG. The number is 96547389. Uh, again, that's 96547389. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter and all those sorts of things. Our website is oldtenants.org. .au. Um, we'll have lots more inf news and information for you in 2019. Um, we are ooh, just about <laughs> going to have to get out of here. Um, is anybody else, anybody have any final words before I throw to George Michael to take us out of 2018? Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah, Happy New Year and a great 2019. Absolutely. Uh, this is Freedom from George Michael. Uh, have a great uh, holiday if you're having one.